In today's episode, I will share a total of 10 tips, 10 best practices when it comes to page design and experience in SharePoint Online. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode 136 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So today I want to share with you a few tips, a few best practices when it comes to the design of SharePoint pages uh, in SharePoint Online. If you are confused about the terminology, uh, there is a difference between sites and pages, and I suggest you listen to episode uh, 25 uh, of my podcast where I explain the difference. But for the purpose of this uh, episode, uh, a site is essentially a workspace where you organize uh, content, where you have lists, libraries, uh, and other types of content. And uh, pages uh, is essentially a display on a site, all right? Uh, by default, you get one page. When you create a brand new site, you can have as many pages as you wish. And page is where you ultimately add web parts to, um, like, I don't know, calendars, news and announcements, document libraries, other out-of-the-box web parts, and pages is essentially what's responsible uh, for the display of information, display of content on your site. Again, I provide a bit more uh, explanation and difference uh, between sites and pages in episode 25, so uh, please check it out. But today I want to share a few tips with you uh, when it comes to the design of those pages. Uh, there are many different ways to uh, essentially design the pages uh, and add content to them. And I want to share what are, in my opinion, uh, the top 10 uh, best practices when it comes to proper SharePoint page design. The first step, the first best practice I want to share with you make sure to split your page into sections and columns. Uh, when you create a new site, uh, I believe it only adds uh, like one section and there's only like one column in that section. You can have multiple sections uh, on your page and you can have multiple uh, columns within a given section. And the reason for that is because when you are uh, create multiple sections, when you create multiple, uh, you know, columns, you know, different column layouts within a section, you can fit more information into the same, uh, you know, real estate. For example, let's say you want to add news and announcements and maybe some events and maybe some quick links. Well, if you end up having, you know, like one, you know, section, one column, you will have to stack all of this, stack up all of this web parts. Uh, one on top of the, of the other, and that means that I might not uh, necessarily even see some of the content without uh, scrolling too much on the page. If I in turn maybe add one section and maybe split it into like three columns, I can fit all three, you know, widgets uh, right in one section, and so they will be right uh, in front of me, in front of my eyes when I stare at your page. There are not that many layouts uh, that are available, uh, but you can split your a page into 
uh, three column layout. You can even add a fourth column. Uh, it's called vertical section. So you can actually fit quite a bit of uh, information into your page. So definitely utilize those tricks. The second best practice I want to share with you, uh, when you create new pages, make sure to remove the banner from the top. Uh, I don't know if you noticed uh, this, but when you create new pages uh, on your SharePoint site, by default, you get this you know, really high you know, banner on top of the page. And uh, the banner is uh, supposed to be used for some sort of image. Uh, so it uh, looks, I guess, a little bit better. But that image takes a lot and lots of uh, valuable real estate uh, on the page. And maybe there are occasions when you might, uh, you know, obviously benefit from the image from some sort of banner. But in many cases, uh, I suggest just remove it, all right? And there is an option for you to, if you click on the pencil icon, uh, to pretty much, um, you know, remove that particular banner and have just uh, the page title and then obviously the respective widgets underneath. Best practice number three, try to avoid vertical scroll if possible. Uh, what do I mean by that? It's kind of related uh, to the first tip I shared, but um, let's say you have a, 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 you know, a certain content to add to the page. You have uh, news and announcements and maybe quick links and events and maybe even, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, an image or a video, uh, maybe a, a Twitter you know, feed and all that stuff. Um, look, if you once again stack up all of the widgets one on top of the other, uh, what users will need to do, they will need to scroll down to access that content. So uh, you might have maybe uh, once again all the widgets I just listed, but maybe there is a hero web part and uh, some images and videos and uh, you know Bing Maps and uh, Twitter feed and so on. Uh, obviously, you have very very limited real estate. Uh, on your page, and if you add all of this content, uh, and uh, some of the content will be, as we call it, below the fold, essentially, um, you know, below the imaginary horizontal line that users will need to scroll. Um, unfortunately, that content will not be visible when they visit your site. Uh, once again, the users will need to uh, scroll down, uh, maybe quite a bit even in some cases and find the content at the bottom of the page. So how do we avoid this vertical scroll? Well, there are a few tricks available. So first of all, just as I stated earlier, make sure to use the three or four column you know, layout and try to fit as much information as possible above the fold. Uh, the second option would be to create additional pages. So if you have lots and lots of uh, content, maybe you have like, I don't know, 55 links and uh, different calendars and uh, they don't all fit on the same page. Well, create other pages. You can always link to those additional pages and uh, create some sort of smooth experience, but try to avoid at all costs uh, this uh, vertical scroll, especially significant vertical scroll. Uh, the next tip, the next uh, best practice, number four, that I would like uh, to share with you do not embed a document library on a page. Uh, this is one of my uh, biggest complaints uh, when I work with my clients. Uh, for example, uh, it's very tempting to um, embed a document library right onto the SharePoint page. But in my opinion, uh, it's uh, just uh, a poor 
uh, practice and you um, just lose lots of lots of valuable uh, real estate on your page. Not only that, but when you embed a document library on a page, uh, there is very limited functionality. Essentially, what you get to see, you get to see like a uh, like a snapshot of a document library and not the whole library. And you also have limited uh, functionality. You don't get uh, to see and you don't get to access all the document management features that are available on, on the document library. So um, what I mean by that is, uh, let's say, once again, you embed a document library uh, on the page. And if you right click on a file or folder, all right, on that embedded document library, you're only going to see like half of the, uh, you know, file commands that are available uh, within the document library. And if you want to benefit from all of those file commands, you really need to go to the library itself. Just click on the documents from the quick launch, you know, menu, and then you will go to the root of the library and this way you will access all the file commands. So that's a big limitation in my opinion. And of course, uh, the second limitation is the fact that you just lose lots of valuable real estate. The library does take lots of uh, space uh, on the page. And in my opinion, this is just not necessary. Users can always, uh, you know, click on the link to the document library. You can uh, obviously uh, use the link that already exists from the quick launch. You can always uh, add a quick link and link to the document library directly. And But one extra click uh, will assure that the users uh, get all the functionality available within the document library. And also, it's not going to take all the real estate on the page. Next advice I want to share with you, uh, best practice number five, do not add web parts to the page that share and have the same functionality. What do I mean by that? So uh, there are always you know, a number of different ways to achieve the same thing in SharePoint Online. And there are some web parts that kind of you know, do the same thing. For example, uh, when you create a new site, there is already kind of an activity web part that shows you the latest activity on your team site, for example. Uh, likewise, you can also add highlighted content web part, which will show you maybe you know recently modified documents or other types of content. These two web parts kind of achieve or can achieve the same thing. So adding both to the page is just not necessary. Uh, let me give you another example. Uh, let's say you want to make your page a little bit more social and you know how at the bottom of the page you can enable comments so people can comment uh, on your page or a news uh, article. Well, guess what? If you add a Yammer widget, you kind of have the same functionality um, and users will be confused. Essentially, your uh, visitors, site visitors uh, will be confused whether they should be using Yammer to uh, exchange information uh, on a page or if they should be utilizing those uh, page level comments. So once again, you know, pick one or another. Do not, um, you know, make your site, your page super busy uh, with all this uh, unnecessary widgets. Next tip, uh, tip number six that I want to share with you, kind of related to what I just mentioned uh, about uh, page comments. Uh, I'm actually not a huge fan of those page comments. Uh, as a matter of fact, I make sure that those comments are, uh, you know, page comments are disabled uh, on all the pages I create. It's obviously a very uh, quick way uh, to make your uh, page a little bit social and users will be able to uh, comment on the page or a news article, uh, they will be able to like it. The problem 
uh, with this uh, feature, this functionality is that all those comments, uh, they will reside at the bottom of the page. So it's not that user-friendly. So if you have a pretty busy page with lots of web parts, you will need to scroll all the way down to find those comments or provide your comments. So in my opinion, they're kind of useless uh, and uh, you might probably benefit uh, by embedding Yammer uh, you know, community uh, onto the page because you do have control on where to place it on the page. Uh, the next advice I want to give you is actually uh, about the site functionality, not uh, about the uh, page design or page functionality. I want to mention a few words about the site logo. So each and every site in the upper left-hand corner has an area for the logo. And obviously all the different company logos, they vary quite a bit. Some logos are square in uh, shape. Some logos are rectangular in shape. Uh, the good news is that no matter what, um, you know, I guess uh, the aspect ratio is uh, of your logo, uh, it will be accepted. You know, you will be able to upload it to that uh, little area you have in the upper left-hand corner of the SharePoint site. However, uh, in some cases, I worked with clients and uh, their logo was uh, an extremely long, you know, rectangle essentially, right? Their logo was extremely long. Maybe it just contained a, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, words in it. Uh, but long story short, if you have a very long, um, you know, logo version of the logo, it's not going to work because what actually happens, uh, that area in the upper left-hand corner, it's a pretty restricted area. Uh, and essentially, if, if you have a very long uh, logo, it will be resized accordingly to fit into that uh, really small area. So the logo will uh, look really small and you will not be able to even read what it says. So if possible, I always recommend the square logos. They look the best. Uh, if you have a square version of the logo, maybe some sort of icon uh, or something, um, make sure to use that. Uh, but again, rectangular logos uh, are great as well. Just make sure it's not uh, you know, super long. Otherwise, it's, uh, it's, it's just not going to look nice at all. Back to the best practices and pages, the next uh, advice I want to give you, best practice number eight, keep the quick launch menu clean. What do I mean by that? So uh, when you create a team site, doesn't really matter, a team site or communication site, uh, you actually end up with something called a quick launch menu. And uh, in the case of a team site, it actually appears on the left-hand side. In case of a communication site, it appears uh, on top of the uh, page. Many users don't even bother with it, uh, but make sure to keep uh, this menu nice and clean. When you create a, a site out of the box, it adds a few links to like the site pages library and site contents. And this is great, but you have to ask yourself a question, do you really need those links? Uh, so what uh, I recommend and something I do all the time when I work on uh, client sites, I make sure that this uh, quick launch menu only contains the links that are necessary. So I always get rid of those default choices, links to, uh, once again, you know, site pages library, site contents, conversations. Uh, most of the time, regular users don't even need to access those links. I only you know, essentially add the links to the appropriate, you know, lists, libraries, you know, pages, whatever is important to the client. And kind of related to this, make sure that you do not end up with like, you know, 55 links uh, on your uh, quick launch uh, navigation 
uh, try to keep it really you know nice and clean and only place uh, the necessary links in that area best practice number nine um, kind of related to the previous uh, tip I have given you. Uh, in some cases, it does make sense to totally get rid of the navigation menu. Uh, so essentially, that's what this advice is all about. If you do not need a quick launch menu, just get rid of it. Uh, this is actually something that was not easy to do uh, with the classic SharePoint. But with modern SharePoint, whether it's a team site or communication site, we now have the ability to totally hide that navigation menu. So if you do want to keep your, uh, you know, kind of page, you know, your site nice and clean, uh, and you really don't have any uh, links, I guess, uh, or, you know, I guess content to link to uh, from uh, quick launch navigation, what you can do is just uh, pretty much, uh, you know, remove it altogether. And in case of a team site, uh, you actually end up having a little bit more real estate uh, for the main, uh, you know, kind of page, and uh, so you can add a additional, you know, web parts uh, and so on to your page. Uh, the only time where I don't recommend, uh, I guess, removing the uh, left-hand side navigation from the team side is when you need to access the recycle bin quite often. Uh, you see the problem is that uh, on the team side, uh, on the left-hand side navigation, there is uh, a default link to the recycle bin. And if you remove that uh, left-hand side navigation, that link will be gone. Uh, you can still access the recycle bin, by the way, if you go to a gear icon in the operating corner and click on site contents, you can always get to the recycle bin that way. Uh, but you know, uh, in case the users are not aware of that, uh, essentially they might uh, struggle and uh, not find the recycle bin when they need to restore some deleted documents. Uh, but you know, there are plenty of use cases when you might need to delete uh, the uh, quick launch uh, manual together or hide it, I should say, and especially on communication sites. And the last advice, uh, best practice uh, number 10 related to the page design, do not add applications or web parts to your page that you do not need. I know this uh, probably sounds <laughs> kind of obvious and uh, ridiculous, but I've seen lots and lots of situations where users would just add all these different widgets or sometimes they would even install maybe one of those uh, you know uh, templates from microsoft uh, that's available maybe one from lookbook and the problem is they all come with this out of the box you know default uh, widgets and web parts already added to the page and if you're not using a particular web part uh, then you kind of uh, just lose, you know, the, the valuable space on your page. So keep it clean, you know, make sure uh, uh, the page only contains the web parts that are relevant, uh, that are going to be useful uh, to your uh, site members and site visitors. So these are the 10 um, best practices I wanted to share with you uh, in this uh, episode. Uh, back in 2018, I actually have written an article uh, on the same topic. And ironically, all those recommendations are still valid and that's essentially what I uh, mentioned to you in this particular episode I will make sure to link that article uh, from within the show notes uh, but for now that's all I wanted to mention to you today in this episode hopefully uh, this is useful and you learned something new as always happy to see you on my blog sharepointmaven.com and talk to you next week goodbye you've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond 
If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.